Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Today's podcast of the Just Being Honest Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Branch Basics. Branch Basics has created a multi-purpose concentrate that makes cleaning simple, affordable, and sustainable. Finally! Seriously, I'm singing the songs from the heaven above. Finally! Their products are refillable and are significantly less expensive than many similar single-use products on the market. Here's how to use Branch Basics. Simply dilute the concentrate with water and you'll be ready to tackle any cleaning job around the house, even your dirty laundry. Seriously. All right. Happy cleaning, folks. And if you'd like to try out this magical and non-toxic concentrate cleaner by Branch Basics, we'd like to offer you a special JBH listener gift. Simply enter honest. 15, that's H O N E S T 1 5 at checkout for 15% off your Branch Basics starter kit. Or simply click on the link in the show notes and you will be guided in the right direction. Once again, that is Honest 15. On this episode, number 54 of the Just Being Honest podcast, One of the co-founders of Drybar, Sarah Landau, shares her experience of growing a multi-million dollar service business and how she balances life beyond the office now that she is a mother. Sarah allows us to get very deep as she unveils her story of becoming a mother in such a fast-paced world. The birth of her gorgeous little girl came through surrogacy. What a beautiful, beautiful and reflective moment I was able to learn about this alternative way of growing a family. I am truly grateful of her bravery for letting me dive in to such an emotional and intimate decision. There's so much more to fill your note pages up with, so please tune in for the entire episode. I am enamored by all of her mantras of life, which she shares, and how she is thriving beyond all facets of every day, business or personal. Oh, and guys, Sarah gives us a clear insight of how music, dancing, and those vulnerabilities show the world exactly how thriving in your truth can be the most captivating and cherished moments in life. Get ready to absorb a speed session in a well-rounded lifestyle you just turned on the Just Being Honest podcast. Hi guys, this is your host, Katie, and this is the Just Being Honest podcast. We just took a little road trip down the uh, 405 highway. You know what? It made me realize how nice the roads are when you get down to Newport Beach, down into Irvine area. Why aren't LA's roads like that? I constantly wonder. Anyways, long story short, we made it down here. It's a beautiful day. The rain has stopped in our world. And we have an amazing, amazing guest. We are so grateful for on today's show. Um, Guys, if you haven't already noticed, you turn on the JBH podcast. This is your health, nutrition, and lifestyle coach, KB. So... We're going to jump right into this because we have a full spectrum hour going on here. We have guest, Miss Sarah Landau here. She is one of the co-founders of Drybar. They are now creating um, a new concept called Squeeze. If you want to get a little massage action on, it's so cute. You've got to look it up. The, I want to say the, uh, the mascot. Oh my gosh. I just like, anyways, super cute. Look it up. She is also a DJ extraordinaire, more to come on that, and a new mama. So we're going to talk about her experience into motherhood with all of this. We're going to talk about balance, and we're going to talk about just maintaining her identity, because 
I've known Sarah for a while now and she is a complete individual, complete individual. And I love it because she's not transformed into anyone else, you know, just no pressure from anyone else outside of who she truly is. So without further ado, I could jabber on forever, but Sarah, <laughs> welcome to the JVH podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, KB. Uh, so we met in yoga and yes. I remember I saw, I saw her walk in. Guys, I used to, let me back up, I used to live in Newport Beach before living in LA, and uh, we went to the yoga works together, all those, seriously, like the yoga down there, it's like no joke, it's no joke, it's super hot, people are jumping up and down doing Well, and we we also go to a 6.30 a.m. class, this is before um, my daughter came into my life, but... Mm. Only people who have jobs go to 6.30 a.m. yoga in Newport Beach. So it tends to be a certain kind of person who shows up, yeah, which I love. It's the get it done. They're like, yeah. gotta go. Yep, exactly. So so tell me, let's let's jump into, let's first off start, um, let's start off with dry bar because we're talking about how this was your first thing before you even had live. So dry bar, how did you get involved with that? Because we all know that Allie Webb, and your husband, Michael, are a big part of that as well. Absolutely. So, yes, this was a, a dream kind of story when it comes to any sort of family business. And I was really behind the scenes up until the store opened. Uh, Allie, my sister-in-law, is the cosmetologist in the family. And this this was her vision. and And she really felt like there was a hole in the market for women to go to a place to just get their hair blown out, styled, and that had incredible customer service and consistency of, of the product, you know, our, our blowout. So, and of course the product line came later, but uh, the, the vision from the beginning was just really this, this one dry bar in Brentwood and um, my husband, Michael, and Allie's brother, older brother is really, kind of the business mind in the family. And Ali's husband uh, was the creative. So he was a creative director at multiple agencies and he was doing, he was working full-time for another agency and doing everything to you know get us ready for the opening um, at home at night. So we were all just scrappy about it. And I came from a background in finance, in real estate, and I had never really been in a customer service environment or retail environment. Um, Michael and Ali, of course, if you've you know listened to the story of Drybar, their parents mm-hmm. own clothing stores in Florida. Mm-hmm. They, they've mm-hmm. worked in those shops since they can remember being alive and can remember that bend over backwards, the customer's always right mentality. Um, so really, I, I just, I, I showed up and was like, how can I help? And from that day sure. on, and then basically I moved in with Ali and Cam and um, you know was at the shop every day with Ali. Uh, you know, making sure that people had an amazing experience, and I and I feel like I could figure out a way to always elevate that and and be a host and lead on the floor and also help open three other stores that year. So that was back in 2010. So in 2010, guys, it's 2019, just like literally like on the peak of 2019 right now. So that's nine years that this company has flourished and since then it's been transformed into like so many I can't even I I can't even describe this so many different realms and different ideas but still with the same core values correct Mm -hmm. absolutely and even in just in the beauty industry and the hair industry (laughs) this is now this is now a a niche industry within that which is really remarkable so I think all of our passion around supporting each other, letting each other live and thrive in in their own lanes, um, just in terms of like the founding family, and then bringing on the executive talent and business experience and savvy to to grow us to where we are now um, is why we can be the dry bar we are 2019 and why, you know, we can still look out three, five years and and see growth. Um, And it's just not available to every you know, retail concept right now. And we're really lucky to be a a service business. So this is what I love because, okay, so in 2010, you guys started out with Brentwood, correct? Mm -hmm. And then you opened up three other stores that year. 
Yep, Studio City, uh, Studio City, West Hollywood, and Pacific Palisades. And that's a pretty rapid growth just within the first year. Um, and what I like to say is that people have tried to copy the idea. I mean, you see a lot of dry bars coming along. Yes, but yes. Nothing... And we did right away. You know, one opened in oh, yeah. Beverly Hills a month after us. So. Well, and I think that's because you guys, you know, you truly have a good thing going. You always have, like, when you guys, especially with Squeeze coming along, you always have that, like, cute little... Um, mascot, I'd say. Like, yours is the little... It's a voice, the, 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 you know? Yes, the, dry, the little blow dryer guy. Totally. Buttercup. <laughs> Buttercup. Yes, I knew he yes. had a name. Yes. Um, but with along with that is... And this is what I really want to go into, and this is along the lines of why I really brought you on today, because you're a really, really beautiful advocate for this, is that I keep hearing people, especially last year, we really started to dive into the self-care, self-love aspect. And what people don't realize, especially on women's terms, because I'm sure there's some men that come to Dry Bar as well. But yeah, there's some. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Absolutely. But, um, but women are such givers. I know I'm a giver. You know, we'll do everything for everyone else. Are you okay? Are you okay? We'll make the dinner, the whatever. Take care of the kids. Um, take care of someone else. And then it's like, if there's time, maybe I'll do something nice for myself. But Dry Bar is a nice little escape. It's kind of like... If you go to the nail salon or something, but it's that nice escape to say like you deserve this, you deserve because, you know, whenever you go to the hair salon, like you feel awesome if you have a great blowout. And guys, I have to tell you this: this is not a video, but I came in with like the most ratty of hair, and I was like, look, come on, hey! I actually wasn't sure if it was going to be a video, so oh, I I did nice wash blowout. my hair this morning, but that's like a once a week thing. Everyone, you walk in and watch Sandra. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. You look gorgeous. Yeah. Well, and just for, for dry bar, you know, I think one of our values is it's not just blowouts. And our first value is it's the experience. So if we were only this, quote, salon concept, because we don't even call ourselves a salon internally, but this place where you walked in and you got a blowout in a utilitarian way, just like the place you may go for your mani-pedi. Mm-hmm. Um we would be a completely different company. So, you know, our obsession with making people feel and look good is what we constantly talk about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, absolutely. Like, if your hair looks amazing, you feel that much better. But if you're treated well and if you feel heard and if someone notices when, you know, your water glass is empty or remembers your name when you check in, I could list a thousand things that could happen in a dry bar where we have the opportunity to raise the bar and make someone feel extra special. So, so those what, are the moments we're seeking out. What What are some of the unique, um, the unique comforts? I guess you could say that you bring to the table that may be different than just going to like the corner, you know. Unique store. comforts for the customer or for the team member. Both. So for the customer, you know, again, we're, we're always striving to make sure that they're going to have an incredible blowout and experience mm-hmm. in, in the shop. So things like greeting them with a smile, remembering their name, mm-hmm. remembering their drink, checking in on them throughout the blowout, um, checking in on temperature of water, you know, what kind of products they use in their hair educating them mm-hmm. about their hair and the how and why of, of, of those products or tools because you know we have those and sell those as well. Um, but you know we want the customer to leave really feeling like they had a luxurious experience that someone was paying attention to them yeah. speaking to individually it, it, to the individual and that they're just looking out for for the best interests of their hair and for their blowout to last. And we've never wanted to be that company that has these crazy sales goals for our stylists um, so that it made people in the chair uncomfortable, like they needed to buy something because everything was written down in front of them and, you know, they were, you know, just kind of taken on this journey where at the end of it, because I've been on that side of it before and it always happens when I get a facial where you're just like, I just wanted to blow out, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, just staying staying true to the model and, of course, building off of it in the, in the best interests of our customers. And, again, just going back to the attention to detail, 
and making them feel really uh, a part of our family while they're in the shop. And we've had people walk in and they're like, what's in, what's in the water here? Like everyone's happy and having a good time. And it's like, you know, we want the people who work for us to also feel like they're part of the family and the bigger picture and have a ton of opportunity for growth. So I'm very grateful that we've been a successful company that hasn't had to close any stores, that hasn't had to lay off people. And uh, that is you know, felt in, in the field. So in well, our shops. Well, you guys honestly are a family. You're a family owned business too, which I'm going to jump into that. But when you, this is my personal belief. When there's a happy home, do you know what I mean? When mm-hmm. there's a happy home, a happy start, it really trickles like down. the foundation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The foundation. It really trickles down to the employees. And then, especially like at the headquarters, like I was telling Sarah, it's like I walk in, it's so calm. I can feel the energy in here. It is calm. It's happy. <laughs> like, you know, I feel like I could do cartwheel in here and people would be like, yeah, girl. But like, say it like that, you know? Like, well, I have a quick funny story for you. Uh-oh. So I, I take every new support team member to lunch so that they get to know someone outside their department. And, you know, it's not just like, welcome to Dry Bar. You throw a bunch of, you know, work <laughs> on their desk. So, uh, I... And then I check in with them, you know, 30, 60 days after they've been a team member with us. And my favorite thing that people say at that check-in is, I was so surprised after the first week that people still said hi to me when I came into work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like there, there are offices where people just don't say hi to each other. What? Uh, and I, there awesome. are. there. You know, I, I, I've gotten that feedback multiple times and, you know, I just... I think it's amazing to show up to a place every day where people treat each other with respect, recognize each other, and uh, say hi. <laughs> I know. I told Sarah, I was like, I want to work here. I want to work here right now. I don't know what I would do, but I want to work here. No, but that's true. I mean, and that's such a loss these days, you know, and like having that customer service wherever you go, and yep. it's just not customer service, it's people service. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's you know, it's got it. kindness. You have to look at it from both sides, and that's why... I ask that question. It's you know I see it from both sides. If people don't come to to work at our dry bars, uh, feeling like the the manager takes pride in the shop, it's clean, and that they're going to get paid on time, and that if they have a question, there's someone there who can answer it, and that they they have people who you know again care about their experience working for dry bar. It's just. You're showing up, being like, "What what percent of myself do I want to give today?" Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you don't reflect any of of those thoughts into it because you're like, "They don't care about me. I'm a number." Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but I love that. But I I feel also that like the vibe that you have as a human, and I just see like your mannerism. It's just like mom's cool about it like we're cool about it you know what I mean and so I want to jump into the family owned you know because it's like brother sister and then you got Sarah coming along you guys probably all have a little bit different you personalities. know personalities um how yeah. does that work I mean I know like if I had to start a company with my sister eh, I don't know we may have like some extreme like you know criticism at some points like how, how did it go so well well, Michael and Allie had been in business together before, so, and they did almost get divorced, um, you know, with, with how that ended, but I, I don't know, Fa- family is family, and the reality is you're going to have a passionate fight over something because it's important, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to land somewhere, but if two people care that much about it, where you will land will be better than where you began, so I think you know, the debate over so many details in the beginning of Dry Bar, which I, I really wasn't even a part of those debates. I, I had I didn't have an experience. I mean, you could show me a graphic or a cute saying and I would be like, that's cute, I agree. Or yeah. like, uh, you know, or I prefer that one, whatever whatever it is. Um, but, you know, you've got to see each other at Thanksgiving and Fourth of July. <laughs> and mom and dad and, say, what's going on? Yeah, so I think also you're aligned as a family to provide for your for your family. So, and I think just, you know, obviously deeply knowing Michael and his relationship with Allie, like them both being in a secure financial position is 
is important to both yeah. of them mm-hmm. and you know Michael's the older brother and I think he always like wanted to make sure you yeah. know Ali Ali was okay and uh, and she it's not like she wasn't um, yeah. but but I think it just does help at the end of the day when you're family and you're both able to be successful together versus like one sibling going off and like killing it and then yeah. the other one you know maybe being in a different situation I've so seen that many times so yeah and you know there are business partners who aren't family um and that can work really well too because there may not be that emotional side to mm-hmm. challenging conversations where there that may be the case with family um or you know, it's just that much easier when you're not aligned, you know, as a long-term pair bond, right? Um, as siblings or whatever it is, th- that you just say, okay, we're done. Yeah. And and then just split it, and then the whole idea just dies over one fight. And we all know, or one disagreement, or someone having an ego one day, and someone having it the next day. So I think a, I think a lot of things die along the way, or, you know, maybe don't go as far as they could because you know, of, of those kinds of dynamics. But, I mean, you've, you've got to have somebody who's, who's bringing pe- people together yeah. and who's, you know, a sounding board. And, and you. You know? <laughs> well, you know, maybe it is for, for me and Michael, and maybe Cameron's that for Allie. Yeah. Um, and, or, or maybe Michael and Allie are it for each other, you know, based on other dynamics. You yeah. know, it's just, um, it has to serve everyone at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So it's it's awesome that, <laughs> you know, we, we all still love and care about each other and, you know, relationships change and life changes. But um, I think we'd all say we're very, you know, proud of what we've been able to do. That's amazing. You know, I mean, it's so years. amazing. And I, I do want to ask, like, how do you guys, how do you guys, do you have mental working hours? I mean, like, where you come to the office, you work, and then you go home? Because, I mean... Do you and Michael say like no work talk at home or how does that, how does that um, go? We very rarely have talked about work at home and you brought up that he's a Virgo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will d- dive into a detail and like a nervousness about one thing if, if I'm talking about something, you know, that just like isn't, that didn't go so well. And of course I know we're working on it and fixing it, but if you just wanted to talk about that thing... Um, that will send him into like an anxiety spiral. Well, so yeah. <laughs> I get it, I get it. And you know that's that's something that we that we learned over time. I don't need. I I just I really do such different work than he does at Drybar um, or did at Drybar. Now he's executive chairman of the board, so you know it's he doesn't have his real estate role that he had before and prior to bringing on a professional CEO, Michael was CEO. So yeah, it's just, it, it's crazy um, how how kind of <laughs> we've evolved to figure out what works working together and what works, you know, in a home life together. So is, no, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. come up that much. <laughs> Good. Gosh, I feel like knowing his personality, my personality, me just being a Virgo, i kind of dwell on things sometimes and I'm like well uh, uh, yeah, uh, I want to find a solution now you yes. know so I get it wait yes. what's your sign again yes I'm Aquarius Aquarius wait when's your birthday Valentine's Day I knew that <laughs> I swear I knew that well this is perfect yeah um gosh I knew I so knew that um okay so moving on from that we're gonna dive into because let's jump back actually to um DJ life because I don't know if you're doing much of it now, but you, um, you're you big into actually DJing at night, correct? You're not doing no, that much anymore, n- right? No, so I, I never got into that DJ residency lifestyle. That but really parties. wasn't, but, but yeah, but, yeah. but like That's private way. parties or, yeah, <laughs> right, like house parties, whatever it is. And then DJing dry bar events for sure um and now i've done you know training conferences for our retailers our new store openings and i have gotten my ten thousand hours in and also required myself to publish a recorded mixtape basically the second year of knowing how to dj so that gave me crazy attention to detail and practice and those would take like eight hours a weekend 
and I would maybe post like one every, you know, month, month and a half. So, but it was all good, you know, kind of systems I put into place so that I made the time to practice and get better. And, you know, now it's really fun because I used to have to like prepare for days for a set. Like I would practice at at home after work or I'd wake up super early to practice. I'd be downloading music, like, you know, making sure I was ultra prepared. I'd have three crates prepared for a set. And now and now I just open up my laptop like, and bang. go. I, I, well, if different. a new song has hit me, I'll go download yeah. that before I play. But But I love being in a really fun place with it where I can just have a good time. So are you, you are still doing, so I'll still do, I'll still do dry bar events and I'll still do, you know, events for friends, but that's about it. And that is also another thing I think that sets the tone of dry bar and makes it unique compared to other brands, other, and I'm going to actually, I'm going to refer to dry bar as a wellness brand because we did just talk about that self care, self love. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the DJ aspect of that and We'll share when it comes out, but you're creating some sort of, uh, tell us about it, a little EP coming. Yeah, so before my daughter was born, and this was, you know, another big weekend commitment, I think I just like to challenge myself um, and music. I I had that pull towards, you know, challenging myself in in the music industry, and, and I just, I genuinely love it, and I feel like it's changed my life, saved my life, all those things. So I, I had been writing these battle raps and poetry slams for, I don't know, for a while. And finally I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, put this to a beat. But I really didn't know what to make of it. Uh, fast forward, um, working with two different producers um, and then specifically one producer to get to actual songs. So I started with this goal to like make one song that like I would even listen to again because I hated everything that I did. Um, but I was like, it's not normal to, to, to write and create like this. And, and I think a sound is missing um, that I want try to try to nail. So I call it Fem Hype. And Fem it's, Hype? It's called Fem Hype. Well, that's just the Wait, sound. Wait, like F-E-M? F-E-M-M-E. And then Hype. Oh. But like... You know, I'm at the gym and I'm listening to the the rappers, you know, of today. And I love their beats, but some of the lyrics I, like, won't connect to. So, oh, yeah. so, yeah. So, I just started writing my own stuff and then I rap it over a beat that I loop. And, you know, just got to the place where um, I, I landed on four songs. The producer I work with, uh, we have uh, the, these kind of rules and regulations that things need to be catchy, edgy, and relevant or accessible. So the slam stuff and like the long verses, you won't hear that um, on the EP, but you will hear a different sound. I'm I'm convinced of that. So I'm very excited. My artist's name is Stevie, and the S is replaced with an X. Wait, Stevie S or X? X X-T-E-V-I-E. Oh my gosh. So it's fun, and I think you hear how much fun I had making the music, and I just want people to listen to it and be like, I love the beat, it's kind of a new sound, and like, and it just charges me up. I love it. You know what, you, you mentioned something really, I think, relatable that we can all kind of go with is, and something I've started to do is... Um, Sometimes at night, I literally dance by myself. Like, I'll turn on music. I'm really into at night right now. I, I don't know if it's a season, but um, Ella Mai, do you know who that yes. is? Yes, yep. I, like, just love, like, just, like, almost, like, tribally, like, just letting my emotion out and then mixing it with, like, yoga moves and stuff just to stretch out. But it is that kind of, like, changes your soul and shapes your soul. And you mentioned that music, you know, to change you and it saved your life. Can you kind of go into how well, it did that? Yeah, I I think I just kept going back to this thing. I'm like, when did we stop dancing? And I have friends who have kids who dance. I can even see my own daughter. She's like six and a half months. She's bouncing around dancing. I'm dropping things over here. Um, and we just had this like freedom around it. And if I didn't work and, you know, make dinner most nights, 
I, I don't know, maybe I would like plan a night out to go dancing. Just but dance. I, just I'm move. like, or I can just do it at my house. Yeah. But but I, I do think that, you know, you to open yourself up to, you know, dancing alone in your room or, you know, really paying attention to a song, every single part of a song. Like I can't listen to music while I while I work because it takes my entire focus. Um, just soaking something up that you do feel so connected to and energized by and moved by mm. is is a really nice, you know, habit to have in your life. And mm. going back to wellness, I think people are looking for new habits and it's like, well, you know, they can be so simple as to like making a playlist of songs that make you feel amazing or want to, you know, do that dance move or even just like lay in child's pose or Shavasana and just take it in with your eyes closed and breathe. And these are, these are really simple things that will, you know, bring down your heart rate, heart rate, clear your mind. You know, you don't need to be a master meditator to do it. Um, but you do need a little bit of guidance, I think. Yeah. I, I, the world of music is very overwhelming. I barely go on SoundCloud anymore. I use almost, almost uh, Spotify. I use Spotify almost exclusively. But uh, I could see how for someone who hasn't studied music or have been motivated to, you know, dive, dive deep into different genres, um, decades, everything that you just like, okay, I'm just going to go click on a playlist. Well, um, and you know what people don't And realize, that could work for people too. And well, I encourage them to do that. Well, yeah. Follow your soul. But a couple of things I want to touch on is like, you know, dancing, like, and also in the society we live in today, we have lost so much, um, openness to vulnerability and intimacy, you mm-hmm. know, like the power of touch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And just the power to be yourself and like move yep. and like sh- yep. be sensual and stuff like that. You know, and I think dancing certainly allows you to do that. Another thing is what people don't realize is that music is like created on octaves and frequencies and and that has different connections to different, I'm going to get very Different vibrations. Different vibrations, different chakras, and it can align you, it can change you in so many different ways. And and yeah, Yeah. I'm getting the chills just talking about it. And you know, I I actually, I love listening. I'm an introvert, whether it's you know, sitting at a restaurant bar, listening to all the conversations around me and I'll just eat by myself and, you know, be in that space and and take it in. Um, Or, you know, really paying attention to everything people are saying in a meeting and not being distracted and thinking about a million things and being on my laptop. Um, And, you know, seriously listening to music. And there are a lot of incredible stories to be told about life in the three-minute format, and that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it's cool to, to think about the different patterns um, that you'll find in, in the stories. So, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes they, it just they're oh, they're all talking about the same thing a different way, yeah. with a different sound, which is really beautiful. So, when is that going to drop? So the EP will will come out this spring. Yes, Ooh, I'm let not me sure. know. I'm, I'm really hoping Maybe March. Yes, so okay, you let me know. I will. Um, okay, so now Thank you. let's dive into because you're um, you're a Valentine's Day baby. So let's talk about babies. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, segue to babies. <laughs> segue to babies. Um, Valentine's Day. Non sequitur. No. Um, so okay. So, you've got a little baby girl now. She's how old? Six months? Six and a half months. Six and a half months. Oh, my gosh. And, you guys, she is the cutest <laughs> thing on. Like, I, when I first saw her, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, my voice. She's, no, I, she's. She's got your she, nose. She's, she's so cute. I can't. <laughs> I can't she, handle it. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. Yeah, just, she, oh. She's a I, sweetheart. I was like, why isn't and she like, here? I just want to like. Huge gummy smiles and, oh. yeah, just. Laughter, love. You can just. She does not like naps. Oh well, that's yeah, yeah. So she's she's adjusting to me just leaving her in her crib with the mobile going. Yeah, and it's fine. I'll leave the light on. So (laughs) she's she's doing well with that, but uh, she definitely knows what she wants. Okay, so tell us about this experience because this is something that you know we're gonna dive in deeper, guys, um, with a specialist. 
Um, we had Sally Berry on last week, and we promised you we'd have her back on to talk about hormones, women's fertility issues. But that's something that Sarah's going to actually, she's going to, we're so grateful that she's going to open up and share her experience with her child and the different family bonding experiences she's had with that. Um, she went through a surrogacy process. Can you kind of, however you want to tell us, whatever you want to tell us is perfectly fine with us. We are just honored to hear. Cool. Yes. So I always like to tell people about part one. Um, That's important. Yeah. Which was uh, I got I got pregnant. It had to be five years ago now, and had a really traumatic miscarriage. And we could probably spend a half an hour um, on this podcast talking about that. Um, but the the short the short of it is, um, it, I just felt like it was kind of an an emotional year of recovery where it was just healing. And then after that, and by the way, after you have a miscarriage, like two months after people feel like it's okay to be like, so are you trying again? And are you getting pregnant no. again? And, um, uh, yeah, I was just not, and not in that space. And then, you know, a, a year after that, I was like, okay, do, do I really want kids? And things were happening with dry bar where, uh, we were like full speed ahead on opening stores. I was probably tra- traveling, you know, two weeks out of every month. And I had, I think my closest friend group that I've ever had in my life with kind of this, this leadership team that I was a part of at dry bar, um, you know, doing these incredible things together. And so my career just really took priority, um, in that time. And I was like, I don't know, not, I don't feel ready to get pregnant right now. And I'm not really sure if, you know, kids is going to be the right thing for us. Um, or even, you know, if that, if that's what I want. So, uh, At that point, I did, did get to the point too, uh, you know, this is like, we're going on like two and a half years after that's the miscarriage. True. Like I had to t- tell everyone in my life that, who kept asking that they needed to stop asking, you know, yeah. when I was going to get pregnant again, or if, if that, if we were going to have kids or whatever it was. Um, and that's something like, I just encourage people to say that if they feel that way, like everyone is always going to be making conversation wherever you are in your life. You have one kid, guess what? Two months later, Oh, are you going to no, have a next no, child or where are they later. going to kindergarten or whatever it is? And you're just like, it's okay to not answer everyone's questions or to just say that you don't know or to say that you're just not in that place. And, um, yeah, make decisions because you truly want to do that thing. And once you've made that decision, then share it with who you want. But don't let anyone else dictate your timeline. So, uh, I... But then, you know, I got to I got to a point. I had some some best friends um, who I hung out with a bunch that had twins, and mm. and they were just so fun, and they integrated into their home life in such a cool way. Um, and you know, of course, I have my nephews. I've had other, you know, friends with kids, and and then I just got I got to the point. I'm like, okay, this it. seems like the right thing, and I would, you know fast forward like 20 years and I'm like oh my god I can see like a kid or kids like rolling around on the couch and just like I see that you know family in the future so uh but I didn't have this just draw to be pregnant again and also still had a fear of ever having a similar experience as to the one I had prior so I just decided to talk to a fertility doctor and Mm -hmm say, you know, I think more information about my eggs and just also the setup of my body mm-hmm. would help me know what to do with this feeling, um, you know, of wanting to like go down the path of, of kids and, um, yeah, met with, with her, with my husband at the time. And then, um, yeah, we just decided that that surrogacy could be a really great path for us so we went through fertility and ended up with five uh genetically perfect embryos 
um, three female and two male. And then the surrogate matching process um, was awesome, and we had a local family. Um, so they were in Brea, and yeah, we just, you know, we all came together to bring baby love into the world, which is really cool. Wow, that's amazing. Do you mind if I jump back and ask about um, the miscarriage experience and how you, how you basically, you know, as a female, like, it's kind of a big thing, like how we see and view our bodies. And especially you being a yogi, uh, we, I believe all yogis are very body aware or uh, aware of our, just like our space mm-hmm. and how we hold ourselves. And we, we encourage to accept ourselves as temples. And so like, how did you, how did you kind of like see yourself at that point and like, um, and how to like love yourself so much um, when something like that happens? What was your, what was your um, kind of like self-care routine at that point? Like, bef- like before I was pregnant, while I was pregnant, or after the miscarriage? Uh, after the miscarriage. Yeah. Um, w- well, I think I'm a pretty good processor. Mm-hmm. So like I did go through like two full days of like grieving and I couldn't come to work and I couldn't stop crying and which is perfectly fine yeah yeah yeah. which which i'm i'm glad i'm glad i did that because the other the alternative is Mm -hmm. well there are some people who are also just not really emotionally phased by and i won't go into the details of like actually what happened um because i think that that would probably most people would have an emotional reaction but um but yeah like i i didn't bury any of it Mm -hmm. um and you know I think you very quickly like I I didn't want to tell anyone right away because it's like you just told everyone you were pregnant um which they say not to do but uh that that had already been done on your own timeline you know yeah yeah so um but but that had already been done and um I so it was at 11 weeks and um yeah I just when I started telling people that it had happened after those like two days of, of just heartbreak um, is when I started to feel better and I just heard over and over again from these women in my life that it had happened to them too. And that it may not have come up until now because you're not like, hey, <laughs> let's like go grab a drink and talk about miscarrying babies. Yeah. So, um, but, but that was really, really, really helpful. And I just had a great support system. Um, and you know, I just, I still thought, I still thought about, you know, I still thought about the baby and, you know, had already like written her little things to her. And so I was just like, and I mean, I said her as a placeholder, we didn't have a sex yet or anything. Um, but, but yeah, I, it was a lot of just reflection and then knowing also how normal it is um it makes you like not feel (laughs) like it was you or your temple failed like I I definitely (laughs) never had that feeling I never had anything like that I didn't feel like a failure um it was just uh there were a lot of factors at play that that made it um just heart, just a heartbreaking experience. Yeah. So, so yeah. My mom actually, uh, she had two before having me, and I'm yeah. the third child. So I was like, well, mom, thank you so much for like, yeah, <laughs> continuing. I mean, on I know people I that have had two, it. three. Yeah. Uh, it, it is more common than we think. It's it's extremely common, and and if you go through something like that, um, find find some people to talk to about oh, it because sure. it really really helps. For sure. So, yeah. But now at this point we've got Liv. Guys, yeah. again, I have to stress she's so cute. <laughs> but tell us about that experience. I'm, with... I'm keeping her. Oh. I love her. Dang it. <laughs> um, but tell us about that experience of working with a surrogacy family because, like, okay, me, I'm a control freak. I would be like, what are you eating? What are you doing for exercise? Like, what do you do? Like, to just kind of, I mean, yeah. Did you go to their house every day? Like, um, how not at all. Not at all. Uh, tell us about this. So. Um, our surrogate mom, Kira, she is the most, she is so crazy conscientious and, you know, something like a good, 
analogy, if you will, that they, you know, give to you before you go down the path of surrogacy is it's like, you know, you watch your kids differently when other kids are over playing, Mm. you know, so you just take on, you know, a sense of extra responsibility. And I'm just, I just come from a place of like gratitude and understanding of kind of like the whole human evolution that Kira could actually eat anything and the baby's going to be okay. Um, (laughs) So I just like, it doesn't serve anyone for me to be like, hey, how about you go on this diet? Like it just doesn't come naturally for me to say that because she could have morning sickness. She could have cravings. Mm -hmm. I'm like, my whole thing is if you're happy and comfortable, like that's amazing. And can I make it better? Mm -hmm. That was it. For so, sure. Yeah. Can I buy you a massage? <laughs> <laughs> which, which, yeah. So, you know, do, doing things like that. And she's so funny. She, did, she didn't really like burgers before she was pregnant with Liv. And <laughs> she started Uh-oh. liking burgers. She's so vegan. we'd like send her, send her a bunch of burgers and things Aww. like that. And, um, you know, they, they're just, they're a special family. Um, their, you know, love for their daughter who's, I think she's two and a half now. Um, but you know, she was in tune to what was going on. I love the idea that she would play with, you know, on Kira, um, and Liv would feel that energy of like Mm. another, you know, tiny person. And, um, it was all, you know, came from a very supportive, loving place and, you know, surrogates, they have, they have a calling. It's one of the most beautiful, you know, things you could do for a family is, you know, to give them the gift of their child. Mm. So, and I've, I, I, and talking about surrogacy, I've met more people who have said, I've thought about doing it or I've done it or want to do it than I ever even to knew was a out surrogate? there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, um, I just think that that's so amazing. So, um, yeah. No, it is truly, I mean, it is one of those things. It's like, you know, people will be like, how could you ever do that? Like, you give birth. But but then I did talk to someone that actually was a surrogate, and they're like, well, but you do it because you know it, like, you're just the the habitat to grow and to thrive and to love and to give it, you know, the nurturing it needs. Um, but you your body knows that it's truly not yours to keep, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, like, what a beautiful gift. I yeah. Mean, yeah, and oh, she yeah. said she was ready three months after she delivered Liv to do it again. And was this so, was Liv her first time? Yeah, it was her first. Oh my first, gosh! Uh, well, Liv, Liv certainly gave that spirit. Because um, I want to know, like, so like, how does that experience like? She did she call you and like I'm I'm in labor and then you like rush them like it's so, so different. It would have been like that. It would have been like that. So I had my ringer on for like the two weeks before you know she was due, um, even though she was barely dilated. But uh, we did end up inducing three days after mm. her due date just for, for the safety of Kira and the baby. Mm. So, so, so sweet. Yeah. But, okay, so tell us about this because I'm really interested in the nutrition aspect because I always, I, I'm not at that point, you know, because I'm single. Uh, I'm, I'm not at that point where I'm thinking, well, you know, like, would I breastfeed or what would I do? But, like, you know, that's what people are doing. So, like, how, what do you do on that aspect? Like, um, for nutrition purpose for live. Yeah. So again, like like we live in modern times, and th- like I the human body is just so like brilliant um, and resilient. So it's like if we had to feed her formula, we would have that wouldn't have been a big deal. Um, but we were able to buy breast milk from oh, that's Kira. Right. You can do um, that. We have um, bought it from other surrogate mothers. They usually deliver babies for families abroad yes. or for whatever reason, the family doesn't want the breast milk. So we were, were able to buy it from them. But it's it's very kind of like intimate introductions through our yes. surrogate agency. Uh, so that's what we've done. Um, we've, we now mix in formula so that yeah. I, I want to try to keep her on it for a year. But, you know, have it frozen and... Um, you know, keep down that path if we oh can. Oh my gosh, that's But amazing. yeah, the antibodies and, you know, for her overall health and nutrition, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I 
I'm, I'm excited we were able to do it. If we weren't able to, um, it would have still been okay. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, yes, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I did forget about that because I knew someone that she just had her third and she had so much breast milk that she yeah. was like, I have to give it away, sell it and stuff yep. like that. I mean, you have to. Yeah. Um, so that's a beautiful thing that I actually didn't really even think about. Okay. So let's, I want to also jump into, cause we're talking about balance. Um, you've got a full-time job, you've got opening up another business. <laughs> full-time baby. You've got, got a full-time baby. You've got a full-time husband. You've got yep. a full-time dog. Yep. You've got yep. a full-time... You're working on this DJ some project. friends in there. Uh, sometimes. Only sometimes. <laughs> uh, maybe you'll FaceTime them. Um, how do you create your personal balance? I think I'm, I, I'm a schedule person. Like a calendar person. If you don't plan for it, I see how you get lost in reacting to a moment or you're just unprepared so you really spill behind um so yeah i i especially when i was traveling a ton for work before live you know finding my balance was really being home on the weekends and you know i could go high burn you know for like a tuesday through a friday but then friday night until monday morning i'm home and you know we have a dog and just cooking, hanging out, things like that. Uh, going to the beach, doing yoga, you know, finding that balance in your personal in your personal time, um, you know, for things that make you feel good and things that you know make others who are in your life feel good too. And then and then when a child comes in, they're tw- you know they're twenty four seven and and their needs are uh, constant. So. I think, um, you know, when I was home for the three months after she was born, I don't even think you can ask someone to like articulate balance in that time because, well, if you're if you're a new parent, maybe if um, it's your second or third, you've kind of like got it down by then. I can't speak mm. for those people, but in my in my own experience. You know, they're I, they're just not balanced. They're just not balanced to, you know, responding to the immediate needs of a newborn. Um, I, there, can. there were two things that I did that that helped me because I did feel uh, isolated. I, I missed my friends. I missed feeling productive. I missed contributing, um, you know, to things at Dry Bar uh, and really just adult interaction and that, you know, laughter and those things that come you know, throughout the day that you may not even be in tune to because they're just part of your day and they always have been. Um, so I, I started listening to podcasts. I listened to Waking Up with Sam, Sam Harris, which is now called Making Sense with Sam Harris. But what I loved about that podcast is it, it challenged my mind. And while I was doing, you know, the same things all day long, you know, Feeding Liv, changing Liv, you know, <laughs> hugging her. Yeah. She sleeps on me. I don't move for an hour. You know, <laughs> get up. You know, yeah. do it again. Um, and I was, I was, you know, so excited to have that bonding time with her. But to to have something mental, mentally stimulating, I I do think is important. So find something like that, and you know, don't just spend your free ten minutes scrolling through Instagram or mm-hmm. Facebook or whatever it is. That that's not helping you so um or maybe for some people it does I don't know I shouldn't speak for I I shouldn't speak for everyone but I do think you know if you're losing that adult cognitive stimulation uh it's exciting when you find an outlet for that so I also bought a guitar a month in and started practicing that because that's something you can do in a five to ten minute window (laughs) so uh I, I love it. It goes back to the love for music, uh, the love of singing, karaoke, and now I can just pick up my guitar and just strum a little strum and sing a little bit, and I'm like, huh. And you know what? <laughs> Actually, that's probably pretty soothing to you and to love. <laughs> She's like, yeah, Mom, exactly, Mom, exactly. Mom. Okay, well, I love that because I like, I was like, are you a bubble bath girl? Like, yeah. What? But now I like, I'll give you my balance because it's just you're just on from six a.m. to six p.m. Mm-hmm. So you know, wake up. I have my time time with Liv, um, and we go for like a little family walk. It's me and Michael live in Samson. 
and then come back to the house. I have an elliptical in the barn. I can't make I, even the 20 minutes, the 10 minutes driving back and forth to the gym. I'm like, forget it. Um, and it was actually a generous gift from the founder of Anytime Fitness, Chuck Runyon, um, when Liv was born. So that was cool. Aww. So, but yeah, I just do an interval, inter, interval workout on the elliptical and then, you know, shower, get ready, <laughs> kiss Liv a bunch yeah. um, before I leave, come to, come to work get everything done. Uh, and I just think you just, you work even smart. If you work smart before you work smarter now, um, mm-hmm. I've got a to-do list going. So if I do see something that I can't get to right away on my phone, cause I try to not be on my phone when I'm home, then, you know, that's on the list. And it usually by Wednesday, I'm like caught up on every, everything I have to do. I love it. Um, and then, uh, go home, do another family walk at four and then mm. play with her, um, until, walk. until bed. Yeah, and I love you guys. <laughs> I want a family walk. Can oh I? God. I'll walk Samson. Yes, you I'll, can join I'll our family walk anytime. <laughs> no, if friends are coming over, I'm like, okay, so you can either come over at four for family walk, or you can come home at six after Liv goes to bed. Um, family walk because it's a little, it's a little chaotic. I mean, if people, if people want to join for you know the bath and and the bottle. I'll do and it getting all. her down. Um, <laughs> I'll do it all. <laughs> but uh, I'll yeah, make the salad. It's, um, make the it's, rice. It's really sweet, and and I and I'm not normally a routine person like that, but I I go back to what's you know best for Liv and best for you know her her schedule because mm. for them like you know routine and consistency is really important, and I want to be around for that. I love it. I love it. Um, I want to cup, jump into a couple other things, and then we'll wrap it up mm-hmm. um, so you can get to Jimbury. <laughs> Um, so let's move on to, you guys have this new concept coming out called Squeeze. Yes. Which I'm just dying to try because I love massages. I know, and you're in LA too. (sighs) Okay, so tell us about it. So it's another beautiful color too. (laughs) I think it, it comes from a very similar approach to, you know, a hole in the market that we identified for Dry Bar. At, well, I should say Ali identified for dry bar. Um, I think all all four of us are like big massage people, mm-hmm. and the the lack of one place to be able to go to to have even a you know an Uber like experience where you know you're not having the same conversation with the person that you're checking in about all of your special things and then asking when the next available appointment is and and all of that friction that makes the massage experience less enjoyable and kind of like (laughs) negates all the benefits of the actual like point of being there Mm -hmm. in the first place we were like what if we can eliminate all of that and with the technology that we have today we Mm. can um and then also just applying our aesthetic and voice um you know sent a little bit of a sense of humor to to this space to this brand um, and experience um, and also what, what we learned along the way is there was a huge opportunity as well for you know the team member experience for therapists and you know we kind of heard how they were treated at other massage places and um, you know to make them feel like they are a part of something bigger and you know they're not just uh, again, a number or, you know, disposable because there's just other people out there and, you know, this is the way of this yeah. giant corporate chain or, you know, giant franchise and, uh, you know, to to make them feel, you know, like they're part of this, you know, cool family company. So uh, it's really, it's been incredible, um, you know, since inception and our prior VP of marketing at Drybar is actually our, our co-founder and CEO, and she's just knocked it out of the park. Um, her name is Brittany Driscoll. Our chief product officer, uh, David Werner, um, has just added tremendous value so far in creating you know the, this app and this experience. Of course, with you know a peanut gallery of of four people giving feedback on on every single thing. So uh, the original what, four, right? Right. So what? what will be the first squeeze um it, there's been so many learnings from dry bar we've, we've been able to apply um and then also you know partnering with with new people and you know really progressive leaders to 
get it to be even better. I mean, you know, we ever anticipated. It's gonna be phenomenal. I saw the renderings of the first sketch. Uh, That architect, what's his name? Josh Heitler. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's he's. You know, so talented and just like super clean. You guys just do super clean branding. I love it. And what's what's your mascot's name? So the little circle with the smiley face is called Pat. 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 I don't know if Pat's a guy or a girl. <laughs> Remember, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. Pat. Yes, Pat. exactly. Exactly. Well, Pat reminds me of like a little um, a sque- yeah, a stress we'll ball. Yeah, which we'll have the, the little, the little stress, stress balls. balls. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. Pat. Because yes. he's a little Pat, Pat. Um, okay, my darling. Um, is there anything else you want to share with us today? Oh, gosh. This is very vague. Um, yeah, that is. So many words of That's wisdom. broad. Well, on the spot. before I ask the last question, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm like, on, on what subject matter? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I have, I have three mantras this year. Um, the third one really has been shaped over, you know, something that was similar in past years. But my first one is uh, the only constant is change. Mm. Um, my second one is that we all need each other. So see people, hear people, mm-hmm. and be kind. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And then um, my third one, this is so funny. Now, now I'm blanking, which is so silly. Hug a baby. It's hug a baby. <laughs> hug a baby by Sarah. You can edit this, right? Well, uh, of course not. But I, what I'll ask you really quick is, where can everyone find you and follow you? Oh, it's um, at DJ Sarah Landau. Perfect. At DJ Sarah Landau. And well, guys, we'll have that all in the show notes. Everything for you guys to kind of like tinker, stalk her, see Baby Live, listen to her new music, all that jazz. Also, you guys can follow along on Dry Bar's website, their yes. Instagram, and soon to be Squeeze. I, you guys already have an Instagram set up, but we do. Yeah, it's um, first I store is just at Squeeze. First store is coming out where again? Studio the first store. Uh, Studio City. Studio City Squeeze. Yeah, and um, yeah, Pat. the handle is at Squeeze. At Squeeze. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna go venture up there for sure. Um, okay, we've got. One last question. It's pretty loaded. Miss Sarah, what's your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? Ooh. Huh. First thing that comes to your head. Do something you don't want to do every day. Ooh. So good. <laughs> it is so good because when we get stuck in... And try to make people laugh. Yes. Yeah. But doing something that's uncomfortable... But really doing something laugh. uncomfortable, it, it, it is how you grow. And I'll say do it. Do the uncomfortable thing that is in the best interest of your health. Yeah, for sure. Oh, which reminds me... I can't believe I blanked on that other mantra. If you have your health, you have your dreams. So look Ooh. at that. If you have your health, yeah. So these are the three. These dreams. are the three. If you have your health, you have your dreams. The only constant is change, and we all need each other. So see people, hear people, and be kind. Oh, guys, Gosh, did you hear that? Yeah, I, had down. A, I was. I just blanked on you. It's okay. It's, it's so nervous. Aw, <laughs> don't be nervous around. I know you're such a professional. Well, Sarah, I've been so great. I mean, we asked you some pretty uh, in-depth questions there, and I'm really, really honored and grateful that you were able to share those stories because, you know, people are dealing with stuff just like you, just like me. We all are. We and all we are. And we, seriously, like, we all need each other. We're all going through something at all times, um, and that's that's how we can feel better and grow, you know? Exactly. Guys, don't forget, just like Pat, you'll see the little Pat ball. Like smile, <laughs> squeeze, uh, squeeze, squeeze one another. But no, seriously, like this is a time, this is a moment, and Sarah is such a healthy reminder of that, that we all need to just like, A, 
let people live their life on their own agenda and um, be close to one another, but don't overstep boundaries. And then three, smile. Smile, open up your arms to one another. And I think that's what Sarah does so well with this community of Dry Bar in this office I'm looking around right now. She makes everyone feel accepted, and I think that's exactly what we all need here today. So we'll close on that. And until next time, guys, you know where to find us. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Simplecast FM. Just search Just Being Honest. That's being without a G, and you'll find me, KB. But we have a new episode out coming every Monday to your earbuds. So until next time, peace. Love. Ciao. My heart is so, so full that Sarah was willing to share her experience with surrogacy with us. The topic is so personal, yet fertility and reproductive issues is such a relatable discussion amongst the wider majority of our current daily life. So I hope that all of you felt an appreciation towards Sarah's truth. Again, I cannot thank you all enough for supporting the JBH podcast. If you feel that someone you know should hear, um, and if they could benefit from this episode, please, guys, feel free to pass it along. We would love that. And also, simply share this episode with your social outlets. Please tag at JustBeingHonestKB in your post. We are honored for your time and for subscribing to our show, day in and day out. Thanks again for tuning in.